Remember, this is the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you sure you speak with? You don't want to do this. Desire is irrelevant. I am a machine. Uh, Y'all two killers. We're not safe awake or asleep. Don't worry about my little errand, boy. The only thing to fear is fear himself. Catch some gold sometimes when people are just talking for no reason. Um, <laughs> awesome, man. Alright. Let's kick it off here. No, I'm 15 all cast. Have you heard that? The, the, the crowd was going crazy. Uh, tonight is another crossover episode, and I'm joined by the awesome Josh from uh, your next favorite movie podcast. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yo, this is this is awesome to have you on. I've listened to your show. Uh, I definitely dig like the vibe you do. You're you're really good at interviews, so I got to give you props for that. Like right off the top, um, when I listen to the podcast, so that's awesome. Uh, the, oh, the one I, I really that. liked, uh, my bad. <laughs> the one I really liked was the episode you did with the guy who was doing a documentary on, uh, damn, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was like, Miss, is it Miss Tass? Uh, oh, from, from Superman. Superman, Al- yes. Val Perrine. Yeah, that was a great episode, man. <clears throat> uh, really got me like looking into that too right afterwards. So it was awesome stuff. Um, so. Yeah, tell me about your show, man. Tell everybody about your show. Um, I actually had a previous podcast, mm-hmm. and the story is where most people started a podcast because of the pandemic. I started that podcast before the pandemic, and the pandemic kind of ruined my first podcast because when it hit, co-host at the time decided to use that time to, I can't blame him, go back to school and better himself, and then it just got to become hectic to record. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up ending it through the pandemic instead. And I took a few months off. No, I really still want to do podcast. I, I, there's no way I could do a solo thing. And the idea for the interview podcast popped in my head. And I put out a tweet one day to see if anybody was interested. And I got a ton of responses. So I was like, okay, there's some interest in this. So I will do it. But it's an interview style. I have people come on and talk about their favorite movie because what I like to use as an introduction to get people to watch a movie maybe they haven't seen in a while or something they've never taken a chance on. And who better to sell that than someone who absolutely loves it? They're going to put more passion for it than anyone else, right? You know? Mm-hmm. So we just ask, I mean, it's simple questions. It's what it's about. It's why they love it. It's Then we get into sometimes what could be spoiler territory depending on how the movie goes, but I talk about what they'd like to see in a sequel. And then ultimately... I do what every other movie does, and that's that's get a remake, right? So I, I have them remake it with current cast. So, nice. and in the meantime, they get to promote whatever they got in the front of the episode as well. So, it's a win-win for everyone. But no, yeah, that's that's awesome to know. Uh, you had a show. What was the name of the show before? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Cinematic Blind Spots. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, we lived up to the name. We took turns introducing each other to a new movie. So nice. That's dope, man. 
Um, where where are you at? Like, where are you based out of? South Carolina. South Carolina, nice. That's uh, I heard there's nice beaches there. I think in South Carolina. Is that true? I'm I'm more I'm more in the upstate versus that's the low country down towards the coast. I'm not. I'm about four hours away from a beach, I guess. Oh, nice. Well, we have some okay. decent ones. Yeah. Nice man, that's awesome. Uh, definitely on the East Coast, right? So I'm I'm uh, outside Chicago, and uh, yeah, so I'm an hour behind you. So my bad for making you stay up late tonight. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm good. I have well, <laughs> I have more recordings at like four and five in the morning, recording with people from England. So well, I, oh I, yeah, I, that's yeah. I work nights, so actually it works for me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Let's jump into, you know, our little uh, flashback segment here about the year uh, 2003. So, uh... Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now, I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. Yeah, we're going back, man, almost 20 years, right? Almost, like 2003. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 i mean that plays a part in why i chose it it's the year i graduated high school oh so, wow okay so yeah, yeah next year marks 20 years of being out of high school so it's like oh oh man oh goodness <laughs> yeah 25 years for me so yeah i feel you man uh, well, there you go once you got a few years on me i guess but whew. yeah um do you remember anything interesting from that year? Like anything stands out to you when you kind of look back and stuff that happened that year? I mean, other than the movie stuff, no, not really. Other than my high school year and ready to get out and move and leave. Because I was living with my mom and I ended up leaving and moving up with my dad. And yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I got a couple little things I'll mention. Like just like some pop culture stuff from that year. Like, do you remember... That's when the In the Club song by 50 Cent hit up. That was like a, a popular song in like oh, 2003. I, I remember the song. I couldn't have told you what year it was, though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I know we're going to get into the movie stuff. So, I just like mentioning some of the stuff from that year. is like kind of flash people back a little bit. Um, that's when iTunes launched in 2003. So, that's when everyone started to compile their playlists of MP3s <laughs> into, into the iTunes application. I remember that. Um I was not yeah. doing that, so I would never have remembered that. I couldn't have told you what you I wasn't doing that yet. <laughs> I was late uh, to that game. <laughs> yeah, not everybody was into it. You know, I just I remember like that's it was starting to become popular and a lot of people were talking about it. And I think iPods were not far behind, I'm sure. And uh probably the biggest tragedy that year was that was the year that the space shuttle blew up, uh, the Columbia space shuttle blew up in 03. So I remember a lot of people that was like all over the news i think i was on time magazine cover and stuff that was like the worst thing uh, that probably happened um in 03 and then yeah uh <laughs> i like so mentioning I, this stuff <laughs> go yeah, ahead i'd say it, it makes me sound like a horrible human being because i don't remember that so. <laughs> 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 terrible <laughs> josh is like nah I, I ain't got space for that in my memory bank so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that does not live rent free in my head unfortunately so no nah, man it's you know it's just funny it's been so long and it's like kind of flashes me back like for women fashion like back in that year where the crop tops were like popular i mean i feel like that's back now you know i feel like yeah. you see crop tops all over the place 
and uh yeah the military inspired look was popular in 03 everybody that's when everybody was like rocking cargo everything cargo shorts cargo pants you know uh especially rappers and stuff and famous rock stars they were all rocking cargo in 03 so <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, I i rock cargo even now just not it's not gonna be camo it's gonna be just regular khaki <laughs> cargo but i still rock the cargo all the time yeah i do too it's like never it's it hasn't gone away it's just it's still exactly. still a thing all right nice um so yeah that's some interesting stuff from that year uh we're gonna run into the wheel names here real quick and do the 30 second challenge so today one of these lucky contestants will win right here on wheel of names Okay, so uh, seeing as you know, Josh is a guest on the show. Uh, we have to <laughs> we have to show him uh, what the wheel's all about. So let me uh, let me pull it up here, and uh, you let me know whenever you can see it. Wheel name? Uh, yes. So the options on there are uh, Josh, <laughs> the guest, <laughs> and, and the guy who's never done it before. So see. <laughs> Let's see who's gonna be everybody. <laughs> oh, it's what the do you guest. know? It's me. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me uh, hold on here one second. Make sure uh, pull up the other wheel. So you can see what it might be that you're going to do a 30 second challenge on. So obviously the guest one. And now these are the movies on the wheel. So, oh boy, <laughs> whichever movie it lands on, uh, Josh is going to have to do a 30 second challenge on. And should I name the movies? Should I name the movies on there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You, why don't you read them off if you can see them? Oh, okay. Hulk. Bad Boys 2, Finding Nemo, The Matrix Reloaded, Pirates of the Caribbean, X2, X-Men United, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Bruce Almighty. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for you, man. I hope it's like one of the... Uh... <laughs> I don't know which one's going to be, but we'll see. Um, all right. So I'm going to spin the wheel, and we'll see which one we're going to get a 30-second challenge on from Josh. Whenever you're ready, just let me know. I won't look. And then I'll click on it so it spins. Oh, go go for it. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty safe. Ah, nice. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Okay. I feel like everybody knows this one. Uh, all right, man. So, can you see this is a black screen there, but this is going to be the clock? Okay, so do I try to? Am I? Well, how does this work now? I'm trying to explain this without <laughs> them people knowing what it is, right? Like, since it's multiple options. Uh, sure. Or you could just try your best to tell people what it is in 30 seconds, what it's about, like a quick, quick synopsis about it in 30 seconds. And uh, whenever you're ready, I'll just hit it. I'll give you a three, two, one, and then you'll see the clock. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Three, two, one. T minus 30 seconds. 
All right, this is a, a little a little fish, a young boy. You know, he gets mad with his dad and does the runaway thing. The only problem is he's a fish, so he's in an ocean. So he ends up like, I don't know, half a continent away, half a world away. So his dad goes after him and ends up finding another fish who can't remember anything. But the little fish ends up with a bunch of seagulls and a fish tank. But eventually, by the end, they all get back together and live happily ever after because it's Disney. <laughs> nice. Nice save at the end, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking at the at the end, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. It's, that was awesome, man. Yeah. If, if you didn't know, that was Finding Nemo. Um, the movie that made the most money uh, that summer of 2003, like looking at the uh, box office numbers, it was number one, man. It made like $333 million. It's crazy. I, d- I did look at that. And I mean, I saw it for the first time just a few years ago. So Wow. I didn't see it back then. Well, what did you think about it? Like, you know, talk like a little bit about what you thought. And well, I mean, it's good. I watched it because I had kids and we were going to see Finding mm-hmm. Dory. So my wife oh, said, well, okay. no, you need you need to see Nemo <laughs> to, to get to get it. So which you really don't. But mm-hmm. I understand it was it was good. It was good for what it is. I just don't watch a lot of animated movies on my own. I have to be pushed to them. Now, oh, I did go watch okay. The Incredibles on my own. So that was Man. a different story. Yeah. Nice. I think, did I see Finding Nemo at the theater? Man, I do not. Dude, it was 20 years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I feel like I did, but because it was just like one of, it it was like starting to be that point where I feel like Pixar films were starting to become events of of themselves. So it was like, this is the next Pixar joint that was coming out. Um, I'm not going to argue. I remember Nemo being a huge thing. It just was something I didn't go see. I'm not, I'm in the minority. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Nice. What about oh so tell me like what movies kind of stood out to you from that summer or what do you remember? Like okay, so the thing I've been looking forward to the most, and you commented on my shirt, it for those who don't see it's Jason. I've been looking to forward to Freddy versus Jason since seeing Freddy Goes to Hell back in came out in 93. I probably saw it in 94. I didn't get to go see it in theaters. But that wouldn't let me. But as soon as that glove comes down, and pulls the mask down, I was ready for Freddy versus Jason. Now, didn't happen for ten years, but mm. that was the thing. And you talked about pop culture. I didn't want to bring it up because it involved the movies. But you remember they had a big like fight standoff, like in Vegas, like a weigh-in. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> oh my god! For Freddy right. and Jay. yeah, they had Robert England come out there, and I guess Ken Kersinger. Still wish it had been Kane Hodder. Still remember being mad about that. But yeah. Nice, they did man. what they did, but yeah, that's the biggest thing I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember probably being how huge it was going to be. Now they changed, they changed Jack Sparrow inside the attraction after this movie. At least I guess it was after this movie to make it look like Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That was like, yeah, that was a big deal too. Um, man, it's just thinking about it because yeah, like when you think about that genre of like. Is it, I guess, swashbuckling genre in a way, like pirate movies and, you know, things of, from that era, like, you know, on boats and stuff like that. It, they weren't really hidden, like, uh, until this came out. Not, and then um, I think that same year, and I've never seen it, you know, don't shoot me, listeners. I never saw Master and Commander, but that's another one that came out that later that year from Russell Crowe that a lot of people say is really, really good, too. But 
Um, was that this year? Was that 2003? Yeah, it was oh, in 2003. Wow. I, I haven't like seen fall. that either. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it, man, but everyone always talked about it. It was really good. Um, but yeah, Pirates changed the game for that genre, yeah. I feel like. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Adventures and stuff like that. And it became such a huge franchise. Um, the one I remember a lot was Matrix. Like everyone was so hyped about the sequel coming out that summer. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded. I guess back then I didn't think of the May releases as the summer like I do now. Like now you definitely mm-hmm. think that first weekend May you're kicking off the summer season. Because yeah. even looking at the list, I remember going to see X2, which was early May. And then mm-hmm. I remember going to see Matrix Reloaded. But I just, had to, well, the Matrix sequels don't stay in my mind anyway. So I haven't really. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you. Yeah, so. I kind of forgot. I, w- I couldn't have told you it was that year in the first place. So I, I did go see him, but it just wasn't a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, I think I was, I, I was hyped because after the first Matrix, it was like, you know, this has to be better, right? Or just build upon that, you know, that property that became so huge. Like, you know, there was like a whole, I, I tell people like Matrix is one of those movies cinematically that kind of changed the game as far as effects and the way things could be done um yep. kind of like similar to like jurassic park in 93 you know it just kind of like changed the game technology wise in movies so i think it had high expectations and the story was just doo-doo man just like where are they going with this uh, i think at this point a lot of people especially the sequel after this too i think it came out the same year later in the year was it, it yeah i think you're right. i think it did come out i think it was one of those film back to back come out six months apart something like that mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that makes sense you said you mentioned you mentioned you saw X2, right? I did see X2. I don't have I remember seeing it. I don't have the memory of seeing it. <laughs> I know for a fact I went to the theater to see it and enjoyed it at the time. It's just I don't go back and rewatch a lot of superhero movies, so this whole phase okay. we're in now is not really my bread and butter. <laughs> oh, nice. These, yeah, that's that's really not my thing. <laughs> What do you think about that? Like, talk about that a little bit. Is it just you think it's saturated or? or oh, oversaturated. I think it's oversaturated. It's just too many. It's too many. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look back then we had Hulk, you know, you're trying to kick off something. They tried to do the comic book look. <laughs> Actually, did you see Hulk in theaters? Yeah, I did. I was okay. I was one of those. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny because I didn't see it in theaters. We were talking about going to conventions. I went to a convention and bought a bootleg two weeks before it came out. Wow. And watched it and it didn't have the sound effects put in. So like when he's jumping, there's no sound. It's completely silent. I was like, what is this? This is terrible. That's awesome. (laughs) That's how they had a bootleg two weeks early because it wasn't the completed film. So. There you go. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So I've said this probably on the show before. Listeners probably heard me say like, I'm like, that's my favorite probably comic book character is the Incredible Hulk. And the fact that in that film, you don't see the actual Hulk till like 45 minutes later into the film. I was already like, I was stewing, man. I was like, what (laughs) the hell? You know, what is this shit? And I was just so mad. And yeah, the movie, it was probably more on the artsy side i guess is what they were going for they tried to do the comic book frames and the panels right. and that stuff was kind of cool but story itself just took too long to develop and yeah yeah 
I think that's Ang Lee. Like he's a he's a true storyteller, and the comic book world might not be his. Yeah, that shouldn't be his palette to work on. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, man. Yeah, so that that was like number eight in the top ten that summer. And then like so, one and two were like Finding Nemo, Matrix Reloaded, and then you had Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, X, and then actually, actually after that was Bruce Almighty. Did you see that in the theater? I did. I did see that. I saw that the day after my graduation. I remember I had braces at the time. I had to go get them tightened, and I just wanted to do something for me because my mouth was hurting. And I grabbed my cousin, mm. and we went to go see Bruce Almighty. I remember I liked it fine, but I was still pissed that night because I had just had my braces tightened. I couldn't eat anything at my graduation dinner, and I had to get potato oh, soup. Man. So, so the memory with it sticks with me for that, you know. But <laughs> that's hey, awesome. <laughs> If one thing we could say about that movie, though, it taught us this, that no matter what happens in the afterlife, best case scenario is Morgan Freeman is God. Am I right? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best case scenario for us. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, man, like, again, it's something like going back now and looking at it, like, when are we ever going to have a comedy that makes almost $250 million? in the in the box office you know what i mean like yeah you know really, say, that's yeah that's it's rare it's rare yeah and uh i mean jim carrey was amazing in it and yeah it sticks with you like that's awesome that you have a memory that you you, you know you kind of correlate to that movie coming out that year um you know the year you graduated and uh kind of sucks you couldn't eat well at your graduation dinner but uh <laughs> but i remember i remember because of that yeah, man. That is followed by X2. And then another one I was hyped up for is Terminator Rise of the Machines, which is Terminator 3. Like yep. That came out um, that summer, too. What What do you think about that one? I, I like the idea behind it of a female Terminator. Mm -hmm. I remember coming out thinking it was fine, but as I go back and watch it, I don't, I don't love it anymore. You know? <laughs> I just... Mm -hmm. I remember going to see it in theaters day it released because I mean, like you said, I was looking forward to it too because C2 Judgment Day is so damn good. Yeah. I mean, how could they mess it up? But I mean, Christiana Loken, she's not the best actress in the world. So, but she's trying to play a robot. So it shouldn't work. A Terminator. Yeah. Like I, said, I haven't revisited that one in a while. So maybe my opinion will change. But if I'm being honest, I doubt it. I don't think. I'll go back and revisit T2. I don't need to go past that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the most recent one? Dark Fate? Is that the most recent? Yeah. Because I did because because I was gonna say because I skipped Salvation and I skipped Genesis. Wow. But I did watch Dark Fate just because Linda Hamilton was coming back. Uh I mean, if you've seen it, you know, in the opening, they changed the whole course of what Terminator 2 gave us, like mm -hmm. to change everything. And it was okay. Like she, like Linda Hamilton was awesome. She was, I mean, she looked good as ever in that movie. But overall, still, I just, I don't know. I just, I think Terminator Two is as good as it gets when it comes to that franchise. I did think of, uh, I thought of as uh, T eight hundred as if Dexter, the original series, not with the new season, but that finale when he goes mm -hmm. out in the woods to be a log cabin. This is him. This is his story. He just worked out every day and became Terminator in the new Dark Fate. Hey, he looks oh. like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny living out yeah, in the that's... woods that's what i thought of <laughs> nice man 
yeah no i'm i'm with you man i um i mean i was a fan of all that stuff so i I just watched it and like it's funny i feel like revisiting it now it's probably better than some of the newer installments that came out um the only thing missing is linda hamilton if if they would have found a way to fit her in that one i would have been that could have been it i feel like and then you just you're done with it but you keep going back keep trying to change stuff and uh just yeah, I think a, a lot of people after Dark Fate and they're just like, man, just let it die for a while. Just don't go back to it. Leave it alone. You know, it's it's kind of like you said, also, like you, how how much better could it be after T2? Really? You know, that's another game changing movie as well. It's like yep. another one effects wise and technology wise that changed the game. So. Exactly. Completely agreed on that one. Bad Boys 2, man. That's after that. Oh, okay. Another memory, another memory here. Hit it, hit me, hit me with oh it. Oh my goodness. At, at So we went to see this movie at like 10 o'clock at night. And you know, it's like two and a half hours, pretty long movie. Mm-hmm. I, I had not seen Bad Boys. So I just the knew about one. the character. Yeah, I had not seen Bad Boys at the time. So I just went in and I mean, I was engaged. It was action packed. But my memory is that I had to get home. And I was going down a road I normally didn't, and I ended up getting pulled over and get a speeding ticket and ended up going <laughs> to court the following oh. month because of that. Oh. So I have a bad memory attached to bad boys, too. <laughs> he, he was driving fast because of Mike Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, to be fair, it was kind of some BS because the, the uh, speed limit chain sign was hidden behind some trees, and the cop uh, even told track. me that. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it was hidden back behind those trees. I was like, well, that's, I, I don't even know this story. He's like, oh, well, just got to got to write you go. Got to give you a ticket for it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I saw, I saw, and I saw Bad Boys too late, by the way. I didn't see it during the summer. I didn't see it until September at the, uh, we had a $1.50 mm. theater where they eventually went. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because it was September and I ended up having to go to court on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Josh thought he had a Porsche for a second. Like, <laughs> <hard luck. laughs> yeah. And, and at the time, I was driving a 91 Cadillac Sedan DeVille. So, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah. Oh, well, the memory's there. The memory's yeah, there. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, shout out to uh, <laughs> to Bad Boys 2 for getting, <laughs> getting Josh ticket in 03. Man, that's crazy. Well, you know going along those lines we mentioned hulk already but like after that in the top 10 we got like too fast too furious do you remember that like that was like around the time that it was like kind of a craze around people hooking up their cars like you know they want to be race cars because of fast and furious and stuff yeah so that little that cousin of mine that i told you about that i took to see bruce almighty he was big into this i went to see the first fast and the furious because of him and at this point let's see he was probably 15 so he was mm-hmm. getting in. He was getting into car seriously. Like his dad had mm-hmm. bought him a little, uh, some kind of little, I think a Chevette or something to drive around. They had a big yard so that he could learn to drive stick, and he would mm-hmm. just go out and do donuts because of this. And he was constantly talking <laughs> about souping up cars, just like, oh, whatever. I'm not a car person, but I did go see it. I did go see it. I don't think I saw past it though. I know I didn't see Tokyo Drift. I might have watched four and five, but I can't remember them. But so I saw it. I remember Tyrese being in it, but it felt like it lost something without Vin Diesel. Yeah. Had it been better if we just kept him away from the franchise as a whole and never came back to him. But at the time, it felt like it was losing something. 
And now I'm like, <laughs> ah, we've gained too much. We gained more than we needed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, now, yeah, kind of look back at it. Like, you know, obviously, rest in peace, Paul Walker. That was like his his attempt to take over the franchise with Tyrese as, as, as like his wingman in that movie. Um, it definitely, yeah, like you said, it's it's missing that element. Like any, and I think any movie franchises in general, like when you try to continue without the main star, it, it just, it's very difficult to do. And obviously he came back, right? So. And well, you know what? Okay. This, <laughs> you feel like this is in poor taste, but I'm, I'm going to tell you how you continue it on with Paul Walker. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. In the early to mid 90s, Paul Walker was in a little movie called Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, I love that movie. Love that movie. <laughs> okay. So his brain is in a T Rex, right? He does not talk, he just makes noises. Fast and Furious franchise is going over the board, over the moon, right? As far as I know, they went to space in the last one. I didn't watch it. That's what I heard. If you're willing to go that far out there, he'll just bring in a T-Rex and let him bring it. He'll be, he'll be the char- character of Brian. <laughs> you know, he, he's using pay phones. He's hiding behind tiny trees in that movie. So obviously he can do anything. Why not drive a car? Fuck it. There's no rules here. Let's just do it. <laughs> you know what? That's a man. That'd be a great sequel uh, to Tammy and T-Rex. Why not? Tammy and T-Rex, uh, Fast Fierce crossover. <laughs> what you didn't know you needed. Tammy and the Dom Rex. There you go. It's, a, it's about family. <laughs> that's, that's what he would say. You're not a T-Rex, you're family. <laughs> After that, like, man, that summer, there's a lot of movies in there. And I feel like, I mean, some of them I probably aged out of, you know, like Spy Kids 3. I never really saw any of the Spy Kids series. Nope. Um I mean, Daddy Daycare, it's like a family movie. Uh, I watched that for the first time this year with my kids, and that was the only reason. So it yeah. was a cute little movie, but it's not something that I'm going to like watch on my own or go back to. You know, how, so so you, you, you got kids. How old are they, if you don't mind me asking? 12, 9, and 5. Oh, okay. So all kind of spread out different ages and stuff. Yep. Do, do you notice like watching movies hit you differently now that you're a parent? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if it deals with kids. Definitely way different. It definitely hits you harder. Yeah, that's that's something that recently, only recently for me, because I, I have like I have a three year old and a one year old. So they're really, really small still. But it's like even just like going back and watching certain films, they just totally yeah hit you different when you're a parent, man. It's like a whole yeah. different dynamic, you know, yep. uh, it's crazy get all yeah. in your feelings <laughs> I, yeah stuff that you could watch over and over younger now it affect you like i can't watch this why am i doing this to myself <laughs> <laughs> for real man um so i have like man there's so many movies that came out that year is there any like not popular movies that you would mention to people like from that uh, yeah so i'd say another story time the week after Bruce Almighty, like I said, I wanted to move. I left my mom's, went to my dad's. But on the way, I made a stop at my friend Chris. Because if you listen to my show, they're on. I didn't mention I also do some deep dive reviews. It's rare. Mm-hmm. Most of it's interviews. But those guys are on there when I do those. So you'll hear them. I stopped off at their place. And they told me about a movie that, as a horror guy, I'd never heard of. And that was Wrong Turn. And we went to see Ooh. that thing. And it blew me away. I couldn't believe how good it was because I'd never heard of it. Now, 
it makes fun of people in West Virginia if you go with that little hick route the way they they portray him in there. And I think the the governor of West Virginia came out with a hard stance against that movie when it hit. Wow. Uh, it, it it was a definitely a small movie. Eliza Dushku, Jeremy Sisto, a couple mm-hmm. other people. But if you like a good bloody gory R-rated horror movie, straight backwoods takes place in the backwoods of West Virginia. I had a lot of fun with it. So yeah. I, I definitely I love horror movies, man. That's I've talked to my wife about that. Maybe sometime in the future we might start just a horror podcast. Um if she's down, we'll see. Cause she's a bigger horror fan than even I am, but uh yeah, wrong turn. Like she loves anything that has to do with um people out in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, getting either stalked or you know murdered by it's just vagrants i guess you could say or people yeah. that you know aren't really in the city life you know could be anywhere in the country but yeah i hear you though <laughs> hearing that the governor came out that's like yeah well because yeah there is a portrayal there is like a lot of that right it's been going on since shit text chainsaw massacre really like it's always got to be someone living in the country that's uh inbred or doing something bad uh, I think Deliverance is pre-Texas Chainsaw, and when's Deliverance come out? Oh, I would say six, probably Deliverance. Yeah, seventies too, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I just don't know if it was before Texas Chainsaw or not. Uh, I would I say Deliverance might have started that. Yeah, it probably started before that was something I've never even heard of. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw seventy four. I know for a fact two, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's two two years before. Yeah, Deliverance. Oh, Deliverance was seventy six. Seven? No, it was seventy two. Okay, so Deliverance was two years before I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that movie still creeps me out, man. <laughs> Deliverance is crazy. Um, yeah, we have a we have a local store downtown. It has a uh, shirt. I'm sure you can find this shirt everywhere, but it says "Start paddling if you hear banjo music" or something like that. <laughs> and I mean, it's obviously a reference. If you anytime you hear banjo music, people think yep, Deliverance. Yep. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is. Who is it that got? Oh man, shit! What's his name? Got raped in that movie. Uh, oh, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy was making fun of him uh, the way he talks in Superman the other day. He was like, "Hey, Mister Luto." <laughs> 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 Ned Beatty, man. Yeah, man. Um, and like you said, yeah. Also, like Freddy versus Jason came out that year. That's like. I mean, that was my movie, movie, man. That was yeah. my movie. I went to see that opening night. I went to see that the very next night. And I went one more time the following weekend. So that one came out towards the end of summer. But yeah, that was my movie. I was all in for Freddy versus Jason. That's the question I have then. So how, when do you consider like the summer season over for movies? So down here, I normally consider it to be about mid-August when the kids go back to school. I think Mm. it technically goes to the end of August is what they consider. If you look it up by definition is like, May 2nd to August 30th or something like that. Mm. So I could sit around that 15th, whatever that, that weekend around the August 15th is, that would be my end point for the summer season personally. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I feel like as a young person, definitely that would be the end of the summer. Like as an adult, I feel like September is still kind of summer, like early September in a way. But uh, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, that it would go for yeah, it's I guess that's three straight. Well, and may, maybe your opinion will change as your kids get in school. I don't know because I got all three oh. of mine are in school, so that could 
play a factor into the, how I think about that now. That's true. That's true. Uh, what did you think about 28 Days Later? That came out that summer, too. Okay. So the same convention I bought Hulk at, I bought a bootleg of 28 Days Later before it came out in theaters. <laughs> now, it was good because it was from London. You know, it had come out over there in England. Right. So it was a fine copy. It wasn't a half-ass copy like Hulk was. <laughs> it had all the effects, sound effects in it. That's yes, okay. everything was in it. <laughs> everything was in it. And yeah, that was that was a damn good zombie movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was it it was I, w- I don't know. I, it's hard to say it was a game changer. I don't know if it was a big enough movie to be a game changer, but it definitely did a lot of things differently than what you had seen. I think for like I would say our generation, the of the dead series is kind of what we think of as zombies, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Night of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and then I think the year after this was when Land of the Dead came out. So, Marrow was still doing them, but yeah, this was different. I think this might have been the first time you saw fast zombies where they would run. Yeah, and and there's that one scene where the guy's looking up and the blood just drops in his eyes and boom he turns immediately it wasn't no slow turning waiting around it happens fast yeah that's true it is um is it yeah i feel like it is kind of like an influencer for some zombie movies after that like the fast zombie thing you also have like a scene in that one where they're like it almost seems like zombies are like sleeping in a in a in a church like there's a scene where um cillian murphy walks into a church or something and it just seems like all of a sudden they pop up but that they, they were like just sleeping for some reason which is weird um but then again that 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 take on the zombie virus is a little different like you said it, right. it seems like almost like an infection where they might have yep. still be technically alive not not actually dead but um it is it, it is a dope movie like uh oh yeah i, I think for being what it is um I mean, it's not a blockbuster. Obviously, it didn't make a ton of money, but that's probably just because it was more of a foreign release. A lot of people didn't know know about it till, you know, a little bit after it was out. And marketing wise, it didn't get that much marketing. But right. I think I saw it at the theater too, man. I can't remember if I went to see that one at the theater because I had that bootleg. Now, the following year, I had a bootleg of Shaun of the Dead and still went to go see that at the theater when it came out. <laughs> man, conventions were awesome back then. <laughs> Oh, hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like, Josh is speaking to a fact at conventions. Like, there was a lot of bootlegging going on in early 2000s at conventions. Even all the way up until probably, like, early 2010s. Still good to get a good amount of bootlegs at cons. Um, That's how I saw a lot of foreign movies. Like, like a lot of Japanese movies. That's how I figured out who Ryuhei Kitamura was. Because I don't know if you've seen Versus. If you haven't seen Versus, oh my god, check it out. It's got everything. Roman zombies, martial arts. I mean, it's got everything. Gun violence, nice. gangsters. Versus is awesome. He ended up going to do on Midnight Meat Train, I think was his first American movie based off the Clive Barker that. novel. But yeah. Nice, man. Um, is there any other ones you, you want to mention? I got one real quick I'll mention. Um, okay. one one I'll say is still a guilty pleasure for me is the Italian job with uh, Mark Wahlberg. They came out that year. Um Never, I like so high never oh my gosh I, I like heist movies so it's kind of it's a good one you know, along those lines and it's kind of like uh is this i don't know if this is pre or after oceans 11 but kind of where you get that introduction to like a team of thieves and kind of like what their specialty is and their little backstories it's kind of funny it's also enjoyable in that aspect so there's a lot of good actors in it you know you have like ed norton 
Right. Uh, you know, Charlize Theron is in it. Donald Sutherland. It's a good. It's a pretty strong cast, actually. Ja- uh, Jason Statham's in there too. Um, oh wow, so. young Jason Statham. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good if you've never seen it. But that's one of the ones that I kind of go back to and rewatch every now and then, especially like if you're into heist movies and stuff. Uh, it's this one you enjoy. That's one I'll, I'll mention. That was like, uh, I guess end of May, early, about to hit uh, peak summer season. Yeah, that one I definitely did not see. One I did see, I'm not going to say I'd recommend it, but uh, you remember the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes, I rewatched it recently because oh. I know we were talking about this year. So I rewatched some of these. I did not get to this one, and I kind of wish I had because I don't remember much about it. I really just remember my overall feeling was literally a line Sean Connery says in the movie, and that was, I'm waiting to be impressed. That's how I felt watching the movie. So that that line has stuck with me all these years. I'll say that. I'm waiting to be impressed. Yes. <laughs> I will Fuck say that Sean all these Connery. years later. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. You know, like we talk about films so much and, you know, in, in cinema, there's certain things that just don't happen anymore. Watching this movie recently, like rewatching it, it just struck me how a studio would invest so much money in this and how it could still turn out so bad. Um, but it's also fun, like the fact that they did it. It's like you put it's like a mashup of a bunch of different characters and the almost like the audacity for them to try to do this is <laughs> what struck with me. Like it's like it's in that realm of like you know what yeah this shit is it's not really good but it's also fun because you won't see something like this attempted anymore really the way i look at it um and like you said sean connery's in it he's like the main star and there's clearly times throughout the film where you could tell it's a stunt double doing like the action scenes (laughs) or they try to do a very good job of hiding like his face you know Uh, or they only show his feet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that kind of thing. There you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, Mina Harker, The Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Alan Quartermain, uh, Dorian Gray, all kind of like... Uh, I think Captain I Ahab, wasn't he in Captain it? Ahab, uh, Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're all like, I guess, you know, fictional story uh, or characters from like English literature. Is that is that accurate? That sounds right. Yeah, I would, I'd be lying if I tried to say I knew for sure. <laughs> yeah, even the villains, Doctor Moriarty, who I think is notoriously like a villain for Sherlock Holmes. So it's like they're all like, you know, in that same realm. It was it, it was just a cool attempt to see them try to do that. I guess it was. Uh, I do think, like you said, the audacity of it because that's asking your audience to know a lot. <laughs> Like you're yes. asking a lot. Of, in fact, that might have been my problem going in. Is I didn't know most of these characters. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's asking a lot of your audience to go watch yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's yeah, man. Think about it. like fucking man. That might have been the biggest gamble of that summer. Like thinking about it, and I, I don't even know. I don't think it did button. well. I don't remember, yeah. but something tells me it didn't. <laughs> It, uh, I just, I wish I knew what the budget was for that. Like, I'm really curious. Oh my god, yeah, it was bomb, dude. Well, it, the budget was like almost eighty million dollars, and it made like sixty-six million domestically. So it bombed here in the in the states. 
Like you didn't uh, make the money back. And then internationally and worldwide, it made like it made the money back. But that's yeah, maybe one of those. Yeah, hey, we're gonna put James Bond in a in a hero movie. <laughs> you know, maybe enough people will watch this shit. Pretty crazy though. It's <laughs> it's like pre. Is it no? It's after X Men. So like, hey, X Men worked. So maybe we can do some shit with our characters. Uh, <laughs> but, but at least X Men has its own comic where you can go from. Where it's it's continuity. Like, you gotta, yeah, you got to pick from here and here and here and here. I mean, you got to be well versed in like the English literature to be able to grasp everything going on in that movie. I mean, it's asking a lot. Yeah. Oh man. So, okay, I'm going to hit you with a couple more. Um, just real quick, you can say yay or nay. Uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. The first one? That was 2003? That was a sequel. The sequel okay, was. that was that Cradle of Life or whatever? Cradle of Life. I, I know I saw it eventually. I think I saw that in theaters. But memory, nah. <laughs> It's another of those video game adaptations uh, yep. that famously don't do well. Um Okay. Uh, dumb and dumber er when Harry met Lloyd. No. No. I didn't go near that. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, this is like what uh, our buddy Antonio from the Cultworthy podcast. Uh, he uh, calls a legacy sequel something that came out years later after the original, and it just kind of bank and make money off of a name, you know, off of Dumb and Dumber. But it was actually well, a prequel. Right? Legacy I was gonna say prequel. I don't. I, th- I think Dumb and Dumber Two, the one that actually brought Jim Carrey back. I think that mm-hmm. would be the legacy sequel. You're right. You're right. You're right. I yeah. didn't watch that either, but that seemed like more of a legacy sequel. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. I, I call this a legacy prequel because they, they do that. Too. <laughs> they they do that shit sometimes, like they did with uh, Science of the Lambs and did the Hannibal Rising. You know, the, the prequel to that. Yeah. Uh, didn't like Hannibal Rising. Yeah, it sucks, man. The book wasn't good. The movie wasn't good. Yeah. It was a bad idea. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, you can't replace that dude. It's hard. Um, all right. I know this was controversial now, but at the time, what about Jeepers Creepers 2? Oh, I was in theaters for that. Like I said, that I think it, it did come out at the end of August, so I guess it counts. I didn't really mm-hmm. consider that my summer season, but yes, I went to see it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first. And yeah, you're right. You got fuck that director, right? Yeah, for <laughs> real. Fuck that guy in the face. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, I hate that now. I hate about that. Like, it's that he's associated with that shit just pisses me off. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. All right. Yeah, you mentioned Wrong Turn. Um, I'll throw one you didn't say, and that's American Wedding. That came out during that summer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Okay, was that like, uh, that's it? This is already too much uh, American Pie stuff? You know what? I was in for it. I was in for that one. I I went to see American Wedding with my buds, Chad and Chris. I remember literally there's a scene that deals with those like little mini chocolates, assorted chocolates, (laughs) and and switching it up because the dog dog swallowed a wedding ring and they needed to get it and it ended up being poop. And of course, Stifler ended up eating it. And even though I knew it was a movie and it wasn't real, I still remember us all gagging in the theater watching that scene, like, just thinking about it. (laughs) And it wasn't even like it was Pink Flamingos where it really did happen in that movie. This was, I knew, fake, and I still gagged. So at least they got me on it. (laughs) They sold me. (laughs) 
Oh man, nice man. Well, you know what? I think we we did a good little cover of some of the summer movies that year. Let me uh let me bring us back and back to the future real quick. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we're back. Um, it's 2022. Almost, almost 20 years later. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of like just kind of looking back i mean some of these films now like we we kind of did mention some uh during that segment but like how do you think it compares now to the movies now to some of the movies back then do you think they the quality is better any worse some of these franchises still exist yeah like it's crazy to think like this is one of those early superhero movies with like hulk and look at where mm-hmm. we're at now. X2, you know, the whole, I mean, X-Men has started. I guess you could say Blade started it. I'm one of those guys that will say Howard the Duck started it, because that'd probably be my favorite, mm-hmm. but I'm a Howard the Duck guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you look at what the superhero franchise is now, like, that's that's the thing. That's yeah. that's Those those are the money makers in the cinema now, you know? Uh, as I talked about my favorite, Freddy versus Jason, look at where that's at. Jason uh, got a remake and then went into legal hell. Yeah. Freddie got a remake. Everybody hated it. So we haven't seen uh, him since. I mean, it's like, oh, I want <laughs> I want another Jason movie, if nothing else. Jason's my guy. And I want, I mean, he's got 12 movies. How do you not have 13? Gotta get that 13th movie if nothing else. Yeah. There's a whole oh, there's a lot of legal shit to go through with that. I heard yeah. something recently happened with that, but it's still. Like, one no. of them, I think Victor Miller won. Right. I'm guessing there's going to be another appeal. So he like, uh, I can't remember how it works. He either owns the name Friday the 13th or he owns the character of Jason. And I can't remember which way it works. Yeah. He wrote the original movie. But they're arguing because Jason wasn't the, you know, the focus of the original movie. So they need to get over yeah. it. <laughs> get past this it's like shit. that whole child's play thing right like child's play and then chucky it's like one studio owns child's play the other one owns chucky the character right. so yeah which studio, i actually like the show so i love the show and that and yeah. the reason the show is so good is because that's the guy who created the original yeah. that's don manzini yeah. he's the one that got the name chucky so that's why the show is so good yeah man um look at look at look at something like pirates caribbean we talked about how when that movie came out, they changed what Jack Sparrow looked like in the ride. From mm-hmm. what I've heard, they've changed him back now with this whole trial shit. That, that once he got fired from the Pirates movies, uh, basically he got canceled. That they've now gone back to the, I don't know if it's the old design, but it's not his design, is what mm-hmm. I heard from someone that went to Disney. I don't know. I haven't been to Disney since 2016. It was still his likeness then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember that. Um, I lived in Florida for a while and we used to go, you know, we went to Disney Universal stuff all the time because I lived in Orlando. Um, oh, so like there you go. Def- definitely remember seeing the the Johnny Depp version of Jack Sparrow on the ride. So I, I would imagine, which uh, that's a whole, we could do a whole episode on that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, uh, like we said too, like it kind of changed the genre, and then like there's rumors of a new Pirates of the Caribbean with like Margot Robbie supposedly starring in it or something like that. 
I don't know how well that's going to do, but it's like, like we said before, like you take a star away from a franchise, it's kind of difficult to, you know, make that work. So it doesn't matter like how big the star power is sometimes. Right. No, yeah, they just need to, and I realize they want to capitalize off the name, but they need to just try to give her her own franchise, not try to fit her into Mm -hmm. an existing franchise, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then like, you know, you had a new matrix, that came out recently you had like a new terminator recently uh a new bad boys recently so all those properties still exist nowadays um still trying to make money off of it for sure. even something like bruce almighty that's the first time i ever saw steve carell look what he's gone on to do since then yeah <laughs> for real he's like a superstar man it's crazy um uh wrong turn yeah. just recently got a remake yes oh what'd you think of that man now we're talking about that real quick what'd you think of the remake it's, it's different yeah, I, I can't even comment because i fell asleep on it so i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna blame the movie my wife watched it with me and she said she really liked the way they did it the different i fell asleep so i and i've been saying i need to go back and rewatch it and i haven't done it so yeah, I can't even it's, comment di- on it. it's a lot different you know without spoiling it like if, especially if you fell asleep my wife i think she liked it too um but it's different and they they just kind of go a completely different route with it um which is like that's what my wife liked about it so yeah i don't even know if the name fits anymore i guess it kind of does but yeah the wrong turn thing uh that almost should be something else like give it some colon wrong turn something else (laughs) well there was Um, already like six of them so i think they were trying to just true that's true (laughs) Um, so I was going to ask you, is there any movies outside of the summer from that year that, that stuck with you? Ooh, probably. I know you're, I know you're a horror fan, so I know there's one for sure I would mention. So the Texas Chainsaw remake, that's the one that popped in my head because it came out in October. Mm. I had turned this another funny story because it's ridiculous. To get an R-rated movie, you have to be 17 years old. Mm. October 2003, I was 18 years old, and the woman argued with me that I was not allowed to go into this movie. What? We were almost late for the screening. Like, my friends, she didn't even card them. And I'm like, they don't look that much older than me. But I'm like, (laughs) I got my license right here. And it's saying, not only am I 17, I'm 18. And you're still arguing with me because you can't do math, lady. (laughs) <laughs> let us see the fucking movie but uh i'm trying to think because maybe and i didn't look up the rest of the the year so i'm sure there is something that i'm missing mm-hmm. what came out in 2003 I, I can't think of what it was because i probably uh, don't remember the year for sure like i remember i remember seeing this man it didn't make a lot of money either at the time but uh house of a thousand corpses came out that year in, uh, see, I didn't see it till 2004, so I forgot that it was a 2003 release because yeah. it got it kept getting pushed back. So yeah, yeah. I love House of Thousand Corpses, but I saw that in uh, April 2004, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I remember seeing it and thinking like this is kind of like a love letter to Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way, but then it kind of goes in a completely different you know uh, trip. But yeah, I like I definitely like that one, and then you know obviously the big one, um, you know. The Lord of the Rings that came out that year. Uh, Not a Lord of the Rings guy. Not a Lord of the Rings fan, but yeah, I remember that one too that year. So it was like the two towers and it had like a crazy battle scene at the time that was like cinematically one of the biggest things to see. 
that kind of stuff. That was that was the two towers. That wasn't the return of the yeah, king. Yeah, that was the final. I think I think that was the two towers. Because uh, the first one came out in 01, and I thought they were every year, but I didn't go see them. Yeah. So I can't actually say for sure. <laughs> For some reason, I thought return. I thought they went one year, one year, one year uh, like that. I do too. I wonder maybe this is. Hold on. While you look that, I'll tell you a movie that I'm mad I didn't get to go see in theaters because I chose the wrong movie. That You're was right. Killed. Yeah, it was Return of the King. Okay, Sorry. so, so we, we, me, the same guys, Chad and Chris, we decided to go see House of the Dead over Kill Bill. What? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, the trailer. Now, I'll give you this. The trailer for that film was intriguing. So that is what sold us on the movie. That trailer was a damn good trailer. That could be a and whole now, podcast. And nowadays, it's like I tell people, and they're like, "It's Uwe Boll. What'd you expect?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. You can't say that. Nobody knew Uwe Boll yet, Mm-mm. and I have not seen another Uwe Boll movie since then because of that experience. I haven't seen Blood Rain or Name of the King or Postal or whatever." Because House of the Dead, boy, we left that movie pissed. We didn't walk out. We stayed and watched it, but we were not mm. happy. When you're talking about Matrix having an influence, they overused the shit out of bullet time in that one. And it oh, literally man. cut to the video game for kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut the video game footage for the kills. In it. And I was like, are you? Oh, that gives me another one. The month before that, my birthday month. Cabin Fever, Eli Ross' first movie. Came oh, out. that's a good uh, one. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember some teenagers sitting behind us asking us if we had any weed in the theater. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> hearing that because <laughs> it makes everything better. That's that's the thought behind it. And I remember um, his girlfriend when they hold up the dead rabbit at the beginning. She's like, "What is that? A dog?" And I'm like, "It's clearly not a dog." <laughs> Oh man, yeah. There's a me and my buddy. We did a whole. Uh, this was like the first season of the podcast. We did a whole series on um, movies made from video games, and uh, there's one whole. I think it was like a four part series because or three part series because there's so many movies. At the, it was like forty seven movies, and some of them are so bad that we don't even go in depth into them. We just mention them and like move on to the next one because they're so bad. Um, we came up with a term called Bolivian. Uh, like instead of oblivion, it's being put in Bolivian because of a U bowl. So uh, <laughs> it's, his movies will put you there, man. Uh, Thanks. I watched one. That was it. Yeah, man. Um, where are you at? Where are you at on Mortal Kombat? Sidetrack this for a minute. Oh, the the first one? one, the the '90s one. We'll go okay, with the '90s. So I like the '90s one, man. That's like it's just it. it it captured it was like lightning in a bottle because the games were really popular at the time um so it's like you went to see a movie that was still there was still arcades at the time so it's like kind of clicked right um and then with the tech technology that was available at the time you know look at it now yeah it looks really bad and dated but um they they caught the characters pretty good um you know and yeah the sequel was trash but you know yeah. Sequel is like just trying to sell video games. <laughs> really, I, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. But yeah, that first one, I was in that theater Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all three days. <laughs> <laughs> that first one, I'll never forget. I saw it at the theater. And my brother came out saying, "Don't fuck with me, man. I just saw Mortal Kombat." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> like I'm ready to fight. 
<laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's funny you say that. I have a home video somewhere, and I'm I'm trying to do Mortal Kombat because of that. <laughs> it's like a Thanksgiving whole movie, and I'm just randomly chopping uh, at the table for no reason because of that. Yeah, so. man. Um, and the new one is uh, it's yeah, I can't. Uh, very. I don't know. It 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 just didn't sit right with me. I guess. I don't know if you like the new one at all. It it was it was okay. I liked I'd like a whole movie that opening based on that opening. Like yes. I'd like a whole yes. movie about the Lin Kuei and Sri Ryu. I might be saying that wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense because that was the best part of it. Yeah. Um. I, the the only good thing in it was that they cast actual martial artists, but that's also like a double edged sword. Like they can do this really good, but they suck at this, right? So it's like. It, and the problem is they cast someone too good for Sub-Zero because he had to slow down his style. Yeah. Because he does like the Raid movies. Now, the Raid uh, what's movies that guy's all... Yeah. Yeah, those are amazing. What's, I can't Joe, remember his name. Joe. Joe. Joe something. Oh, man. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, he yeah. was in the Raid. He was in, um, uh, what is it? Fear the Night? Or no, what is it called? Something. Oh, The, the night, night Comes for Us? The Night. Yes, there you go. That movie's amazing. That's gorgeous yeah. as hell. Um, but, yeah, my biggest problem with the new one is that you have so many characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise. Why do you create a new character to make? And why do you create a new character that's not even good at martial arts? Like, he's losing all his fights. I'm like, what is the point of this? <laughs> like, he's not even a good martial artist. He's a loser. Yeah, man. It, the the video game curse continues. I'll say yeah. uh, Sonic broke it a little bit. You know, Sonic, those are good family films. I have to honestly say they're they're good for the family. I haven't seen the sequel, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like the other stuff, man, I don't know. You know, it's it's been very bad so far. Uh even like Uncharted was horrible. Uh and that was recent. So sorry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that. <laughs> but um, dude, this was this was really fun, you know, taking a flashback in time to two thousand three, sharing some memories um from that year you want to plug the show one last time you know a couple things that you want people to know that's coming out or they can look forward to or where to find you uh yeah i don't know when this will be releasing so i know at the end of june i have the creators of the pocus hocus comic book coming back up that's pocus hocus so the reverse of what you want to say (laughs) when you say it they got a new kickstarter going on so they're going to be plugging that for their latest issue so it comes out june 28th in july i don't know i got some random episodes i can't even tell you what i have to look at my schedule but in august i have i'm doing a collaboration with best film ever like i did last year so each of their hosts will be on a different week and we call it best month ever electric boogaloo best month ever electric boogaloo nice man that's awesome and um where can they find your show Uh, anywhere uh i I mean pretty much Anywhere you get a podcast, I mean, Apple, Spotify, Google, Good Pods. I mean, I'm pretty much everywhere, even on the smaller ones. If I'm not, reach out, send me a message, say you're not where I want to be. And the best place to get a hold of me is Twitter, YNF Movie Pod. Nice. Yo, well, this was awesome, dude. A pleasure. And uh, it was great meeting you, Josh. And, you know, thank you again for sharing your time uh, on the show with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. Awesome. 
Yes, sir. And that was it, y'all. That was the end of this series, the uh, Summer of series. Got to give a shout out again to the guests that came on for this series. Uh, Joy from Soul Wizard Podcast. My man Antonio from Cutworthy uh, Podcast and the Cutworthy Classic. And, of course, Josh from uh, Your Next Favorite Movie Podcast. So definitely check all those guys out. They're all on social media. And uh, they got some great shows. And, uh, again, thank you guys uh, for coming on my show and talking about the summers of, uh, again, 89, uh, 93, and 2003. So, yeah, that's it for now. We got a new series starting next month. Um, should be music-related. So it's going to be fun, man. Fun to get into that stuff. And uh, for everyone else on the show, as always, it's your boy, 7C, saying peace out. God bless. And leaving you with a track from the year 2003. Starting from here, let's make a